your dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Welcome to RSF on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, holiday weekend, and we're getting ready to kick things off, and we seem to have a bit of a trend going on here as our dear partner Gerard makes his return. We have yet another absence. Joe Krasik will not be joining us today as he is souvenir shopping in Washington with uh, a pack of females, and that's all we'll say about that. It speaks for itself. And that's right. But uh, a lot to do, uh, a lot on the docket here. We got the Red Wings. We're going to kick things off with them. Um, a lot of fans were uh, c- calling in the last time we talked UFC, and we're going to talk some UFC 200 big things. A lot of rumors floating around. We'll call in Tony for that as he's our resident, <laughs> as we yeah, know. I, mean, I am kind of our resident expert on UFC. Thank you, Tony. And uh, <laughs> we also got uh, some LeBron James talk. We're almost obligated to cue that stuff in. We're going to talk Cuba. We'll talk about that one later. And we also got some fan things. And last but not least, sorry, <laughs> tapping my pen again. I get yelled at for that around here. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do this, uh, the booty bracket and the Sweet 16 talk. We haven't forgot about that. But big day. And um, I'll kick it over to Gerard. He's going to introduce us to the Wings. And we'll start the show without Joe. Yeah, it's sad Joe wasn't here. But that doesn't mean we can't talk Red Wings without him. He had a good win this week and also a pretty pathetic loss. So, by the way, don't think you're off the hook, Gerard. We haven't forgotten about your absence last week, and we will discuss Michigan State's embarrassing loss from the tournament later on in the show. Continue. The fact you just skipped town on us, Continue. they lose, and you skipped right, town. I went to Nashville. I went to MST, MTSU's home base or whatever. The irony is just ridiculous, all right? I don't even want to talk about all it. All right, well, we'll save that. So the Wings got blown out by the Lightning and then beat the Canadians, who honestly at this point in the season probably got drunk before the game. So I don't really consider that that great of a victory. And they gave up three goals in the third. If we didn't have a nice cushion out there, we would have gotten blown out again. So as far as I see it, I still don't think the Wings have any hope of making the playoffs. I think the Flyers are going to dominate them. The Bruins are on quite the losing streak from what I understand, but they're going to turn it around. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you've switched over to the not making the playoffs. I've right? always been the not making the playoffs. Check the tape. All right. Well, you just mentioned check a lot the tape. of let's, let's break it down. You mentioned a lot of things I, on there. Okay, so Philadelphia just never seems to lose. That's why I wish Joe was here. He's, he said some funny things about them in, the, in our group text. But Philadelphia, just uh, they just beat Colorado 4-2 uh, to two the other night, and so they still remain one game ahead. But you mentioned Boston, and that's a big deal. Cause that they have be, lost five in a row, Frank. Yeah, they have. And um, that could be a big thing for us, that we have a game in hand on them. So now we have a chance to not only be the eighth seed, but possibly the seventh. So these next few games are going to be crucial. Um, we just beat Montreal. We got a game coming up actually in about 30 minutes our time uh, against the Pens. So we're gonna need the W. Man, do I hate Pittsburgh? Yeah, we all do. But, <laughs> I think uh, we all do, especially after those uh, couple Stanley Cups we played against them. But uh, yeah, that was a while ago. This show probably will be posted after the game because I think Joe and I are gonna do our own little recap tomorrow, so we can get Joe on this episode. Oh, I'm right. not sure if Joe should be on for a couple weeks. He might be facing a suspension for the crap he pulled today. Honestly. He's I mean, Joe is the show's creator, the one who came up with the idea. Yeah, he's carrying Smoke. a girl's handbag right now, walking through the streets. Let's let the boys handle men things. Let's, let's do right. things up here. But basically, what we're saying here is the season is, is winding down. There's eight games left, and we got a little bit of a rat race at the bottom portion of the Eastern Conference going on. So um, I don't think we're doing the Red Wings justice if we didn't mention that Anthony Manta got his first NHL goal. Yeah, power play ended up being the game winner after uh, they gave up those three goals in the third period. Yeah, and he had his grandpa out there crying, and it was all good. I still am not sold on Manta yet, and I wish Joe was here to defend his boy, but we all know what he's doing. We can't stretch it. But Yeah, but I mean, the best thing in this whole scenario is even though Jerry and Joe have said the Wings aren't going to make the playoffs – is the Wings do control their own destiny here. With that game in hand on Boston and the fact that they're only a point behind them, they get two points today and now they're sitting third in the division and they're guaranteed a playoff spot. So, can you guys agree with me? The entire Lightning game was crap. We lost 6-2. We didn't have a single good period, right? Yeah, that game we just All right, so that's three periods. Against the Canadians, we had two great periods and one bad period, right? 
So yes. let, so we're still shooting thirty three percent on good periods in the last week of hockey. I just don't understand. Like we do have favorable games against the Sabres, Canadians coming up, and Maple Leafs. But the Maple Leafs beat it. We couldn't even score the Maple Leafs last time. And if I'm not wrong, the Maple Leafs are the worst team in the East. Yes, um, they correct. are. So I just don't see any real hope. I mean, it was nice to see Sheehan get two. Right, you got yeah. the first two of the game. But. Yeah, it's glad to see that he's still even on the roster. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm not. We don't even know what Tony's stance is on it. But I'm, I, I've said it since we even brought this topic up. I still think they're going to make it, and I think that there's some positive to be had. But the better question to me is what the point is of them even making it because you're looking at uh, facing Washington, who in their past has proven have proven to uh, had some great regular seasons. And just and they can't follow it up in the playoffs, so it's a great opportunity for the Wings. This is a different team to come out and get a win. Don't even with the playoffs. And you're talking about the local Raider on here this week. It is if you take away the streak from this whole scenario, it's beautiful to see these young kids with a couple old guys trying to chase a shot at the playoffs because the history and all the legacy here. Twenty four straight years. I believe the Spurs are at nineteen right now, so we have a five year. And then we really can't drop this. The Spurs are going to catch up to us. It's the only thing Detroit sports has going for them because we haven't won a title since 08. You know, the Lions aren't going anywhere. The Tigers are a shit show. I think that we really need this, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, see, man, we're a good generation to talk to you about that. I disagree. I don't think that this, this streak means anything. I'd rather just see them go big or go home, honestly. I think it might humble the team a little I bit. Think that you're, I agree with your go big or go home. I think they should have looked to move Nyquist at the trade deadline. I don't think he's been performing up to par, and it would have been nice to get something back in return for him. While he still has some kind of value before he's shipped down to the Griffins and we never hear his name again. Well, if you want to talk Nyquist, it's a good point. And along with a couple others, if you wanted to get rid of Nyquist, the best time to do it would have been not now. It would have been last season after that because he actually looked like he was going to be something last season. I'm not sure how many goals he had, but he was hot, a hot commodity. And we probably could have got, if not a high-round pick, maybe a defenseman, which we're really not very That's, with. I think now. one thing missing from this team that the Wings always had in Lindstrom and he, what, he played for about 20 seasons something like that. Yeah, and Cronwall. We always sure. had a solid... Well, Cronwall I don't think is looking as good as he used to. He's getting a little well, older. Cronwall And also he's been dealing a lot with injuries this past year. So. Injuries aside, Cronwall looked a lot better when he was our second line defenseman. We were Rafalski and Lindstrom on line one actually doing the real work. Cronwall is a good defenseman but he's not really great. And Tony, if we hear a little ice in the background, that's okay. Quit yelling at Frankie, okay? Yeah, it's really throwing Relax. me <laughs> Sorry, I just don't like background noise. All right. I'm trying to sound professional. All here. right, so let's look forward. We got to look at the pens today. We already said we don't like them. I mean, once I don't have Crosby, I don't really have a problem with the pens. I like my man, my Mario Lemieux. Malkin's the tits. Mario Lemieux? They still got an old flurry back there, Ned. Yeah. McNimble sticks. Jerry's still got uh, his head downstairs. No, but you know, I'll tell you what though. Even minus Malkin, I do have Sega. Even minus Malkin and the Pens not being really a relevant team right now. I've watched a few of their games. They get a lot of national coverage on NBC Sports and things like that, and they can still score. I see them in a shootout. They blew out um, Washington uh, not that long ago, and they can still play. The winner, everybody's going to bring their A game. They're more than capable of winning, and they have a lot more to play for. But you can never count them out. Is uh, no matter what the circumstances are, Crosby seems to get those guys to play hard, and they do have some. Uh, players that can score goals. I've seen it day in and day out for the last couple weeks, even when they're not really in the hunt, so to speak. So it's a big game for us, and uh, I'd like to see us get in there, and maybe we'll have to hope that Washington can just follow suit um, as far as history goes, and we can, you know, um, uh, upset them and make a run. Because, I mean, we can talk all we want about stats and things, but, I mean, we're all Red Wings fans. That's why we started the show is our love for hockey. Um, and, you know, I want to see them do well, no matter if we disagree or agree with what they're doing as far as the upper-level management goes. So I mean, Pittsburgh has 88 points. We win this game regulation when we won behind them. I mean, they got a game in hand on us, but it could be some step in the right direction. Yeah. Mrazek was in that on Thursday, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. So Mrazek had two good periods and one bad. See, that's just scary out there, but I think we're going to get blown out today, personally. I, I think the I wait, don't, but. pens are going to take us to it. That's great. I, another guy, you, met, uh, you mentioned Nyquist, and possibly we could have maybe got something for him. You know, you, you mentioned Rask. Another guy is Howard. Uh, he's getting $10 million. We could have got rid of he's him. I've five. never. Well, might as well be 10 But I agree. I've never been a Howard fan, even when he was playing okay uh, a couple, two seasons ago. And I think we could have got something for him. There's a lot of teams out there that are at the bottom of the pond that could use a goalie like Howard just to be you know, somewhat relevant or just be competitive. I think the guy needs a fresh start. I think he's 
yeah. we're not and here. We're gonna have two goalies paying them pretty both decent, and they're neither one has proven to be that good. At least Mrazic's young. Mrazic, there's some hope. He's, I mean, if he can tie it together throughout a season, he normally has like three or four bad games. Like the other day, two good periods and a bad. If he could just maybe only let in two goals. You know, yeah. the, you win 4-2, that's a good taste in your mouth. You know, they're eventually going to score. You're in their place. They got it together. But I have hope for Mrazic. My hope for Howard ended in about 2011, and now it's 2016, and he's still here. And you could name pretty much almost anyone on this team, and it would be more like 2014 for these guys. But you go ahead and name them. Besides, I guess Mrazic, because you got to have a goalie. And Larkin, he, even though he's faded off a little bit, I mean, we'll, we'll say that he's going to be good. And then everyone's all about Manta, so okay. But anybody else, you name him, Nyquist, Shahan, any of those guys, Tatar, I would be more than happy to make a deal I with anybody. I think Bo Sobron's Tatar. Tatar's going to be a great third Yeah, I know you, like, you got a soft spot for Tatar. I'm just saying, all these young guys, we can make a deal because we need defensemen. And all the great teams we had that you guys are looking back on in the Friday Night Lights fashion is defense. And right now, our best defenseman on a Stanley Cup team, I think would be a third or fourth defenseman on a Stanley Cup team. And it, I love Cronwall, but he's just getting... I don't think he's I think that's a great point, Frank, and I think we have a lot of work to do. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I would say our defense is definitely our weakest position. We got a lot of forwards. Name them all. I'd trade all of them except Larkin and Manta, because I'm still not sold on Manta, but you guys all seem to like him. Name another one. Zetterberg, Datsuk... Okay, that's, we, we still have them in our He's talking about the young ones. Young guys. Okay. Young, the mid-20s to late-20s guys. Name them. I mean, if we have Nyquist, a... Nyquist, Tatar, Shahan, Glenn Denning. Yeah, all those guys. What are they? I, Glenn I, Denning's I would, a career fourth. They're all yeah. on the docket for me, so... Darren Helm. It's too late now, but... Honestly, I mean, Datsuk's still great, but we don't have anybody at the level that Stamkos or Ovechkin's playing on our team right now. And we're oh, trying man. to make the playoffs without that. And Larkin, his... Fades is as expected as a rookie. There's no, that's just what's going to happen. But let's get some predictions on the score today and move on to a little banging in the UFC. What do you think score today? Pens, Red Wings. I think there's going to be some goals to be scored. Uh, I, I think the Red Wings are more than capable of getting more than three, which I think they're going to have to get to win this game. I'm going to say four to three in favor of the good guys. So the Penguins? Um, or the Red Wings? The Red Wings, Gerard. <laughs> that was cute, though. Yeah, we know the Penguins aren't the good guys. Okay. Do you have a prediction on you, Tony? Yeah, my prediction is gonna be uh, three to two, Wings win. I got one hundred to nothing, Crosby. <laughs> I got four one pens, and I'd like to point out right now, so you don't think this is in case one of these predictions come right. It's one forty four in the East, sixteen minutes before game time. These are live predictions coming from us. You'll hear this after the game. We could look smart. We could look really dumb. We'll see what happens. But in a very exciting twist. There's very strong rumors that our my man, Conor McGregor, the Mystic Mac, the notorious MMA, is going to get his rematch with Diaz for no belt, for no nothing else but bragging rights. How do you guys feel about that? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I am kind of our resident expert on UFC. Okay, well... Sometimes I wonder if we should have given you a soundboard, Gerard. But, anyway... Now, Tony. Everybody sit back and relax. He's going to got five minutes of Tony time, so if you need a nap... No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, Tony. Talk. I mean, I like the idea of the rematch. My only thing that I have against the rematch is the fact that you're still not having McGregor, who, in his fight before Diaz, won the 145-pound title. He's not defending it yet. You got Frank Edgar, who's more than earned a shot at the title, you know, saying, I want a rematch. I want a rematch. I want a shot at McGregor. Give him that title shot at UFC 200 instead of giving Diaz a rematch, which they're going to put it at 155. Oh, I got but, something to refute that. Go ahead. Do, if you but I got a question. Tony, I really don't know anywhere near as much about the UFC as Tony. Is there anybody in the 145 division that's close to Edgar in terms of skill that is almost deserving of a title shot? No. So there's no – because I was going to say you could have them fight maybe Aldo, Edgar – on the same card as Diaz. There's already, with talk, of that. There's already talk of that happening. And then they would get the shot of McGregor in the long. I think he should have defended his title on with Tony, but I also think the rematch is exciting. Well, listen, I, I got something to, to Tony make a, made a good point, but I'm going to make a better one. And look, McGregor's only had oh, the belt. I'll be the judge of that. Okay, well, go ahead. This is the fact. McGregor's only had that, uh, that title for what? Three, four months now. He won that belt, and he knocked out Algo in 13 seconds. Yeah. And people say, oh, you know, he's going to go up to one setting get this rematch. He's, you know, da- he's Dana's bleep word, his bitch. And uh, all this stuff. But how many, t- how many times in his 10-year career or 10-year of having that belt did, did Aldo defend his t- uh, title more than two or three times in a year? 
McGregor's barely had the belt. He's gonna. He's been fighting every couple of months. He fought at 189, now 190, or 196, now at 200. Let him get the rematch that he wants. They're both going to make a butt ton of money, which I'll get to in a little bit. And then he'll defend his 145 belt. It's not going anywhere. It'll be a couple more months after that. You know, I don't the exact stats of when uh, you can Aldo every- has defenses, but, you know, if he's going to have three Aldo months- didn't have that many defenses because he kept getting hurt. Well, but here's the when thing. When has McGregor ever not fought? There's not, you can say anything you want, uh, yes. like him or hate him. He's, he's, McGregor, he always fights. McGregor always fights. That's his big thing is he always wants to fight. He wants to keep fighting. But when you're looking at Frankie Edgar, he lost in his title shot to Jose Aldo. Since then, he's beaten Charles Oliveira, BJ Penn, Cub Swanson, Uriah well, Faber. Those BJ Penn. And you're right, favorite's my dog. Well, part of the reason why, why McGregor. And even, then he knocked out Chad Mendez. All right. Well, part of the reason why the fight, with, then why the fight with Diaz even occurred is because Frankie wouldn't fight. That's part, that's part of the reason why this whole Diaz thing even started. Is it, is it not? Because Frankie wasn't ready to go at that time, was he? He just had fought. So though. now all of a sudden that all this hype comes out, he can't do it at 196, but now he wants to do it at 200. Well, he's got to wait, and he probably will, as we are hearing. I think if they lock it in for they're going to – I think Edgar has to have some kind of fight in the meantime. Aldo. Let them bang it out, and the winner takes gets a shot at the title next. You know, I, so Aldo's already beaten Edgar, right, when they fought in their careers, correct? Yeah. Then Aldo you, won a unanimous decision. You have yourself – you have that rematch in the same card, and the winner of that gets their shot at – McGregor, the only problem is McGregor loses twice to Diaz. I think some of his draw is going to start to go away. I mean, I'm still. I think he's yeah. must see TV a little but bit, but I don't think in the short term his draw is going to be uh, in the short term. So I think we can say emphatically that his shot at the uh, one belt up or whatever he wanted, Dos Anjos, that's going to be in the far future from here. Oh yeah. Because if he beats Diaz, we're going to have a rubber match too, which I can't wait to see. Yeah, he's definitely going to be fighting at 145 before he fights at 145, I mean, regardless. I honestly, I, I was like not as in tune with UFC for a while, but McGregor's got me back in. I'm excited to see my boy, your, isn't Uriah going for a belt Cruise. pretty soon? Yeah, yeah he's, he's facing Cruz. Cruise. Which also there's and then freaking uh, no DC versus John Jones is coming up. We had a little slope here in the UFC. McGregor brought it back. John Jones is back from the cocaine stint. We're looking good up there. I'm actually really yeah, happy actually about Yeah, actually we have going. UFC 197 coming up here in April. In a little under a month, and that's going to be uh, John we'll Jones against DC. That. We'll give you our predictions, yeah. but well, yeah, and then it is back, and it's exciting. That's why we're getting so hot and heavy about it. Tony's just getting red in the face over this this McGregor rematch, but and you must be a Frankie fan now. I never knew that about you, but that's I mean, great. I always liked Frankie Edgar when he was coming up. I mean, when here's basically what happened to Faber, though. I mean, Faber Faber was big before those divisions were in the UFC. All right, he's also beat Cruz. Faber was fighting at 135 for the longest time. He beat a couple guys at 135. Then he jumped up to featherweight to fight Frankie Edgar. Lost a unanimous decision to Edgar. Then he went back down to 135. Wins there. So after he got a title shot against Henan Barrow and lost, he got two wins, a loss, and then a win with the only loss coming at 145. And now you're going to give him a title shot. He's getting older, man. He's earned his right to give one more shot at it. So I honestly think he but probably... But Frankie Edgar... Dude, he, Frankie much, Edgar has won five straight fights since his loss when sh- fighting for the he title. He should have fought at 196. He, ba- he bowed down. He backed up. I mean, he did have- he wanted he, was, he said he wanted to fight McGregor. If He wanted to fight the winner of McGregor-Aldo and basically promised the title shot when he won on December 11th by knocking out Chad Mendes in the first round. McGregor wins you that know, fight. I honestly didn't know my brother could love a man as much as he loves Frank Edgar, all right? Well, he, he lost the final though. 96. The last time he fought Aldo, did he literally lose? He lost the unanimous decision. All right, so if you want to see if Aldo still even has a shot at coming back and taking McGregor, whether or not that was like lucky or not, why can't you just have them fight? Give the people what they want, which is fighting is a spectator sport to the fullest. Give the people what they want. Uh, nobody can believe what happened with McGregor and Diaz. I see we have him go again. Aldo McGregor, I don't see a problem with that. This rematch is going to be huge, too. Or Aldo not- fucking uh, Cruz. What's his name? I'm pretty Dominic sure it's Cruz. Dominic Cruz. Dominic not Cruz. No. Edgar, Aldo, and then Diaz, McGregor on the same card. Go from there. I'm just saying, I mean, you're fighting in a weight division. You, you win the title. And then you basically, you won, you won a title and you haven't defended it. To me... You need to defend that title before you even move up a weight class. And the first thing he did after he won the title was go, I want to go to 155. I'm not going to fight Frankie Edgar, who's earned his shot at my belt. 
Tony, I agree with you. They should have him defend his title. Then they should have done the 155 thing. So that way, when it didn't work out this Diaz thing, he had already defended his title. But that's not how they did it. And that's not how it played out. And it's also so the whole Diaz thing started because of people not wanting to fight. When he was going to fight for 155, because that's just, I mean, I guess he's a boss and can just dictate his own terms. So he was going to take that belt because he called his he called his things and he hasn't been wrong. That's what Dana White said. Those guys were all backing down. Aldo allegedly backed down. Frankie backed down. And so he Frankie said, hey, backed down because yes. Frankie it was told he wasn't fighting, and Frankie wa- wants to get a full camp in. Frankie wants to, you know, yeah, Frankie's, Frankie's not going to go walk out there like, oh, hey, I'm just going to show up and fight a guy. He's got plenty of time to have a camp now. He can fight. <laughs> he can fight in the fall then. He's got all till all the fall to take that. He's got plenty of time. Now this DS thing's are. Can you you know how big this rematch will be at 200? People, some people like, you know, obviously you did. We knew who Diaz was. So yeah. The Fairweather fan didn't know who Diaz was. They just knew McGregor. It was a big draw. Then he lost. Now I mean, Diaz. Diaz is swearing at the fans. He's swearing on TV. He's funny. I kind of like him now. I don't even know who to root for, to be honest. That's the way Diaz always was, though. He was I like know, that but now he he's on the map, and this fight's going to be huge. I mean, Diaz was on the map before. He won season five of The Ultimate Fighter. To you, he was. To, not to our listeners, for the most part. He's, I'm telling you. He's been fighting in the UFC forever. He's been fighting on main cards forever. Anybody who watched UFC knew who but this guy was. But not everyone does. And then he just kind of faded away because he lost a couple fights there. You I really like that we're having this, this discussion right now, but you realize this is what McGregor's bringing back to the sport. Exactly. And that's, I, what's now great. people care. We've and gotten the, dozens of phone calls throughout the week about the UFC. When has that ever happened about our show? the money, and the money's on Diaz-McGregor's rematch. That's where the money that's is. The money that's is. where it's going to go. It's it's even if it's not right, that's what's going to be. You want money, McGregor... Edgar, right now, the first show they set up you, Madison Square Garden with this show on the line. Diaz McGregor would draw more than the title. I'm telling you right now, I pay for Diaz McGregor too. I steal off the internet. Uh, Edgar McGregor, exactly. The last fight almost got fifty million dollars in pay per view. There was over uh, a million pay per views. Isn't it crazy that piece. UFC seems so much more popular than uh, boxing, but yet that boxing drew freaking three, five times, six That's, times. What uh? Well, that was because that was the boxing match everybody been waiting for. Now boxing doesn't draw yeah, anything. Yeah, that's all fake. It's all over now for Mayweather's gone. It's all... Yeah, fun. I mean, boxing, they have, like, they, they have the one marquee matchup. That they've been dancing around for years to the point where nobody really cares about it. Well, I mean, people care because they bought it, but at the same time, it's, okay, these guys are fighting, but we wanted them to fight four years ago in their prime. Now they're both kind of at the end of their careers, and we're going to have them fight. I mean, that was ridiculous. Now, see, the big point that if you really wanted to get deep into this thing with the, with the McGregor part, though, is if McGregor comes out and they both fight at 170 again, which they, it looks like it's going to happen, and McGregor wins. You mean 200? 200, and McGregor wins the fight, which I think he might, then you might have people fight? wanting to have a, you know, the, the, the draw match you know, to see who wins. That would be ridiculous. That would be on your side because he's got to defend that belt that he has or else just give it up or something if he wants well, to be at 175. Here's what I think is because this next fight between him and Diaz is going to be 155. I think if he wins it, he's going to do the whole, I want the 155. I thought it was going to be a 170. He wants The rumor I saw it was going to be the, the same. He wants the same stipulations, the same thing at 170. I, I What I saw said it was going to be 155 because that we'll is D. Well, that's that's Diaz's normal weight class. But, if he, but it's one of those things where, I mean, for me, I think it's not smart for Conor McGregor to take the rematch. Of course, for him, he probably knows Frank Edgar's style doesn't complement his well because he had trouble with Mendes. <laughs> so you're right. telling me you think McGregor's running scared. I think he's just a freaking really I think he, he want, I think, I think he, he every night goes to bed just seeing himself get choked out like a little girl on national yeah, television. He's, he's earned the right, don't you think, to get his back? He's earned the right. He, Mc, the it. way McGregor draws, he can freaking, he could say, I want to fight Franklin Delano Roosevelt's corpse in the ring right now, yeah. and Dana White would let him. Because he created Red Panty Night. It's Red Panty Night for these guys. He said it himself. It, it is. He's, Red Panties. He's revolutionized it. I mean, he's bringing the sport on the map. He's going to take it to the next level. He's doing things Silk can never do because he speaks English, thank God. I'm just saying, with McGregor, if he loses to Diaz again, especially if it's at 155 like they say it's going to be, there's no shot he's leaving 145. Therefore, he's going back to 145, and then he'll probably try and get another fight with well, Aldo still a to get his defense of his title. Then he's going to fight Frankie. And hopefully in that time, he's going to have learned to wrestle so that way he can stop a takedown. Otherwise, it's going to be Frank to 2018. Otherwise, Frankie Edgar is going to be taking... I'm just saying, right, Frankie Edgar is a guy match. he doesn't want to face because Frankie Edgar's style, I think, will defeat McGregor. Okay, McGregor so he said that about Manny Mendez, too, when he put him down in two. 
Mendez took him down and controlled camp. him for two rounds and then gassed. And when he was gassed, he got knocked out at the end of the mm, second round. Full camps and all the crap. I'm telling... Yeah. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Thank you. Chicago. All right. So we I want to see guys fighting at their best. Tony, not guys fighting on two weeks' notice. Is that McGregor's fault? Whose fault is that? He fought Mendez. He didn't know. He thought he was fighting someone completely different. They say you're going to fight Mendez just because he was in better shape. We saw what kind of shape he was. It's obvious DS. that, like I just said, they're going to do whatever McGregor wants. I don't get how you win a title and don't have to defend it. I think, the, I think it's harder to defend a title than it is to win a title. But after this match, we can all agree he should be defending that 145 Yeah, the he's got the belt for Or a even do it now. It. I mean, these are all rumors at this point. I'm just excited this, this things is going on. This is going to happen. This, this is, is going to be the fifth major sport in America. I was always hoping it would be soccer, but it's obviously not okay, happening. No, we'll never talk about soccer in the show besides the Woodies yeah. Cup. Well, I was going to say the men's national team lost 2 nothing last night yeah. to Guatemala. Oh, we'll talk plenty of soccer, just maybe when Frank's on vacation. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, I'd love to talk UFC all day, but we're kind of beating that. I say we take a short break, and then we got some more stuff to get into. Oh, you want to take a break? Yeah. Let's do it. RSF. RSF. Welcome back to RSF. And now we're back. Uh, we're going to... We're, we're all cooled off a little bit from our UFC topic. Uh, it got a little heated, but... We're kind of obligated to talk a little bit of LeBron James, and this is big news a couple days ago. It still is. It's still in the air. But um, basically, LeBron James is kind of flipping the bird to Cleveland. He thinks he's bigger than the team. And I'm the biggest you know, LeBron James fan on this show, but even with this stuff, I think it's gone a little too far. We're going to rap about it. Um, he's uh, just deleting him off, his team off social media. He's talking about starting a dream team in a couple years with a bunch of middle-aged men, his boys. And he's kind of disrespecting his team. We're going to talk, debate that. And as we go into the playoffs, no one's really giving them a chance. That Everyone's saying, no, they're going to win the East and get bounced by the Spurs or the Warriors. You can go a bunch of different ways with it. But basically, is LeBron a cancer to his team and doing more harm than good? Do they even have a remote chance of winning at all? And is he ever going to win a ring again? I mean, you can pretty much go whatever way you want with this as far as LeBron stuff goes. We're just going to kind of just fire You know it. what, Frankie? I'm glad to hear that you're finally admitting LeBron James might be soft as a cupcake. You know, you with your witness t-shirt. I can't defend him here. LeBron James t-shirt. I'm still missing that t-shirt, by the way, and you're still under suspicion for it. All right, we'll talk about that later. But, you know, I, LeBron couldn't care. LeBron did bring in that team to the finals in Cleveland against the Spurs in 07 was great. All right, that was pure greatness. Freaking, but in that position, Cleveland really never was going to win. I don't fault him for leaving Cleveland the first time, but he honestly should have stayed in Miami at this point because there's not that many good draft picks out there like there have been in recent years. And now he's stuck in Cleveland, and he realizes he's literally not going to win in Cleveland. Like, he thought that him and Love and Kyrie were just going to gel. And to his dream team notion, Kyrie isn't the same player as Chris Paul, but he's younger, and if LeBron James could help him out, he'd get better and maybe he'll do the lead a team like Chris Paul. And Kevin Love is a better three-point shooter than everybody that he wants on his team besides Melo. And he's a great rebounder. That should work. LeBron James just can't make people work together. Him and Dwayne Wade work because they're actually friends. That's why he wants a dream team. But other than that, LeBron James doesn't know how to be a teammate. I, I can sort of agree with that. I think you're taking it a little too far with the Miami thing. Because, look, I, first of all, I still think that LeBron is going to get it done this year. I think the Cavaliers are going to win it all. And I say bleep the West, and I'll leave, I'm gonna do better. Whatever you're smoking, Frank, I'd like a little hit. Okay, right. well, go ahead. But I'm Golden Saints winning again. All right. Well, yeah. I get there's a, there's a new Spurs. take. It's the same take as everyone. I'm, I'm, you know, I go on my own path. I'm a leader, but I think they're gonna win it. But that's that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that everyone, you know, I've heard people go as far as saying that those two titles that LeBron won in Miami were fake and it's not real because he jumped ship. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He hit Dwayne Wade with him. Let me he finish. He hit Chris Bosh with him. Damn it, Tony. All right. So the, I don't think Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade are all of a sudden that much better than uh, – Dwayne Wade was hurt a lot. I don't think they're that much better than Kevin Love and Irving, to be honest. And then what? They had Chalmers. You know, they came down to a Mike Miller three to even get – you know, he had a ridiculous game. It was great. I mean – Allen, who was 40 years old. Come on, guys. Um, it's the first one. They, they were not the they Bulls They took it to Oklahoma City in the first one. They took it to him. That team wasn't ready. Then they caught Harden. Oklahoma City's never going to get the championship. They're just never going to get the ring. Then they got Russell and Durant. That's a good team. But other teams are better. they beat the Spurs. But when they beat the Spurs, what? if Manu Ginobili, who's like a career 85% free throw shooter, makes both his threes, we're not having this conversation because LeBron has won. And he's already been bitch made. You can see, you know, about, he got his two. You can see that about anything and anywhere. Yeah, you know, I agree. He I agree. Exactly. 
You can always look back but, and try to change history. But if he won two titles, all I'm that's saying, not the thing. LeBron James isn't a leader. Like He's highly skilled at basketball, but he isn't a leader. And that's what you need to look for in your number one. Kobe, as much of an asshole he is, actually led. He made those players better. LeBron, Shaq Khalid. LeBron just wants to run the team. He does want. To, he wants to run the team, but he doesn't know the right way to go about it. And I think he's kind of a ba- who unfollows the team. There's no reason to do that. Well, he's just going into playoff mode. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's no. He's joke, just, he's just being a petty little high school girl. That's what he's doing. He shouldn't have went to Cleveland. Dude, You're right. Maybe he should have stayed. Nike gave his mom a Hummer when he was like 17 and everything in his life. Like he has a practically hard at basketball, but nobody tells him no. His mom you know, gave West a Hummer. You know where he. <laughs> Ah, what about that? That's the if you were wondering. Yeah. But, um, no, LeBron would have been best served playing with Kobe at some point in his career so he could learn a little hard-nosed basketball. All right? He cries for fouls every time he dunks. I mean, the camera's going to pan to him, and he knows that, so maybe they should stop panning to him. But if he dunks, he always has some kind of face sound like, oh, man, I just slammed it down. It's like, dude, that's what you're paid to do. That's what you're expected to do. You call yourself the king. I mean, we call him the king or whatever. We're all witnesses. But LeBron James, I mean, people at one point when he had those two and if he won the next year in Miami, they were saying, can you compare him to Jordan? I think he's going to end up falling behind Steph Curry in the list of all-time greats at this point. Mm, I, I strongly disagree with that. But Steph Curry's still got a lot to prove, man. I mean, he's, he's a hot commodity right now. but has got a lot to prove, but you normally don't lose your shooting touch. You normally gain your shooting touch. That's your career. Jordan wasn't a good shooter, became a good one. Kobe the same way. LeBron really never developed as a shooter. Well, we'll have to see about that. There's a lot, a lot to be still discussed. I, the point I'm making is, I think... Uh, and has anybody ever seen LeBron James take a three that wasn't a fadeaway? Every time he shoots three, he fades away like he's just stoned up within a practice. Like, so, I mean, what are we saying here? Are we just saying LeBron James is just like done? He's irrelevant? He's just... I don't think he's that not irre- done he's and he's not, not irrelevant. That's he's, the take I'm getting from everyone. If, he, he's if the Cavs were in the West, he would be irrelevant. The East stinks. I'm, we could grab two NBAers and the three of us, you, me, Durant, Westbrook, Tony, and you, we could win the East, all right? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, well, we make it past the first round. Toronto's <laughs> not bad. Uh, Toronto's not bad. What? I think if you get to the finals, you got a chance. And um, I think LeBron... I think, good. So he I think has LeBron's a, playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's, he's sick really, of the Steph Curry talk, as am I. I. I'm a little sick of the whole Steph Curry thing. He's getting all this hype. The Warriors haven't looked that good of late. I think they're burnt out a little bit from this whole chasing the record thing. And LeBron James is just saying... Screw it, I'm turning off social media. I'm There's, going to play I, I'm pack still, mode. LeBron! I'll figure it out by the end of the season, hopefully, but I have no idea. So you start this by saying that you do think LeBron's Well, I've changed my mind because someone's got to defend the guy. Okay, he plays uh, a bunch super of Super fan 23 and number oh, 6 Yeah, Kyrie Super Irving. fan rooting for the Warriors. All of a sudden, you sound like poker eyes. Number one, I've been rooting for the Warriors since Jay Rich and Baron Davis upset the number one seed in Dallas Mavericks with the black jerseys with the guy with the lightning bolt under him. You've been rooting for the Warriors since last year! And I'm not, the Warriors are my team. The Pistons are my team. But if I have to pick somebody, it's going to be anybody but LeBron to me. Because I don't like his attitude as a basketball player. I don't like who he is as a person on a fundamental level. I disrespect him. Well, that's great. But I, I don't, or I don't respect him. I don't him. believe that you've been a Warriors fan since when you said. But. I've always... I haven't, I'm still not a Warriors fan, okay? I just think they're good. But I've liked the Warriors since they beat the number one seed of Mavs. I think Don Nelson was their coach. He might have been the Mavs coach then. But I think they made it go seven, first eight seed to beat a one seed in a long time. We got a little Red Wings in front of that. Oh, oh they, they blew it. it. Go figure. Story <laughs> of our lives. But uh, what I was going to say was, I mean, like when LeBron came in the league, he was, he was already like, he was a senior in high school. Oh, he's the number one draft pick. And I was like, okay, that's cool. This kid's awesome. But then I was like, his attitude just annoyed me. And it got to the point where I was like, I cannot stand this guy. Then he did the whole decision thing. And then when he was like, then when he was leaving Miami, I was like, okay, he's not going to do the decision. And then he said, you know what? I'm going back to Cleveland. I'm going back to my hometown. Especially after the way Cleveland treated him when he left. I was like, man, if I was him, I would have gone up there and been like, yeah, I'm going to go to Cleveland. Not and burn like one of his Cleveland jerseys to show okay. him that. Or like a Kyrie right, Irving, no. right. Irving jersey. Right. Everyone, can, everyone no, can agree. I, I kind of started to root for him when he went back to Cleveland. But especially with this season, I'm like, okay, I'm sick of this guy again. I hate him again. I can't stand it. Young LeBron, I don't hate. Young LeBron being the Pistons was really hard for me to stomach. But that was amazing that he took that team. Mo Williams and Zdunas Algalskis. Come on, man. 
Okay, everyone can agree that LeBron's a polarizing figure. We could sit here and talk about opinions on LeBron James all day. It's all we've heard about for the last decade almost. But there comes down to two things, and it's right here, it's been right more now. More than a decade. Okay, right here, right now. Is he a cancer? Is I he say a cancer. Yes. And will he win another title? And more importantly, this year. He's not going to win this year. You can't rule out the title possibility because his team, as long as he stays in the East, will always have a shot. Kevin Durant comes to the East in Washington. You can rule out the title hopes. Okay. He has a cancer, and like Jerry said, he's not going to win this Cancer's year. Cancer's not the right word because I don't think he hurts anything. I just don't think he elevates his team the way the best player in the team should. I think he hurts the team in the fact that everything has to be his way, and if anybody disagrees with him, he wants him out of town. Yeah, but Kobe wants it to be his way too, but he just makes other people better. You can't but say he hurts the team because you take LeBron James off the Cavaliers, they're not even going to come out of the East, let alone win a title. So he doesn't hurt the team. Maybe okay. I'm going to say no. no that's I'm a good point because Kyrie Irving was at a team, and they were they how many first round picks they have after they drafted. Or the number one overall pick they have two more garbage without LeBron. So, and he knows that. That's part of the problem. They're upper stack. He can't leave it. But if he leaves Cleveland, he can't show his face in Ohio. But more importantly, yeah. let's talk. Okay, so this season's going to play itself out. We'll see that really quickly. Down the line, he says he wants to play with Melo, CP3, and Dwayne Wade. I think what he's signaling to ownership is they should have traded Kevin Love and some picks to New York for Melo. And then Chris Paul is probably going to have his contract up soon. They can get him out of LAC somehow. And Dwayne Wade's probably in the same contract binge that uh, LeBron's on. So Dwayne Wade being his friend probably said, like, hey, man, I'll join you in Cleveland for a year. That's what we got to do. So do you think that team would be good, or do you think that should happen with that dream team? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's that realistic even. But, um, I mean, you got to think Dwayne Wade would be 36 years old with bad enough knees. You're talking Dwayne Wade two years down the line at a minimum. Uh Mello, man, he, he likes to shoot as much as anybody else, man. With all those egos on the team, I think that could be some trouble. LeBron likes to be the alpha male, and he's playing on a team with his boys, but you never know what's going to happen with that. I don't even know, if, even if it did happen, if they would even win, to be the honest. Other, I mean, the other problem is really only have one lockdown defender, and LeBron can really defend anybody. And who's the fifth guy? Five. Some guy with a low ego, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just not – it's not – it's nice to say you want to play with your friends, and LeBron might have literally just been saying, I wish I could play with my friends sometime, like, that'd be cool. Or he also could have been sending a message to the Cleveland ownership, like, you start working on this or not. Yeah, at this juncture of the season, way. it's a little strange. It's, it's 100%. Do something like that. I agree, it's strange, but, like, depending on how, like, you know, I wish that we could play in the Red Wings someday. You meet Krasik, put Tony back there in that between the pipes. It's true. You stick a microphone you know, in the Hey, if I remember, you played goalie growing up. Yeah, yeah. well, I, you know, I just have great hand eye coordination. This was making me such a great golfer. I know. I think it was more Joe, Joe and I just like shooting stuff at you. All right, anytime you talk LeBron James, there's gonna be a lot of emotions that hot fly high. So there were a few people from around here that like him, but all right. Well, we I move on from that. We had to talk about, it. like I said, it's kind of an obligation. It's been all over the media. Not- well, I like that. I get fired up about that man, LeBron James. Okay. Well, LeBron. We'll we'll see what happens. I still am going on record thinking that I think Cleveland's gonna get it done this year, and then he might just get on out of it's there. Well, LeBron was gonna get it done since he went to Miami the first time. Did he not? Did he not? <laughs> you pick the same thing every year. Eventually yeah. it's going to come true besides right. the winning the Super Bowl. Tell you what. Let's take a short, short break and talk a little Cuba next and a little booty and maybe Cuba. a little Sweet 16. And then we'll get to the fans. How about that? Sounds All great, right. right? All right, so. All right, so our next topic, we're going to get a little bit deep on you. We don't want to talk specifically sports, but this issue goes greater than that. Recently in Cuba, they just played a ball game with the Tampa Bay Rays versus... Uh, I think it was the Cuban national team. Okay, so we had a little baseball game there. Obama was there. Then they had a Rolling Stones concert. And as everybody knows, our trade embargo is gone with Cuba. We'll be drinking freaking uh, Puerto Rican or rum or whatever they have down there. Now that Puerto Rican Cuban rum. We'll be smoking cigars. It's all going to be good. But we're going to look into the, like, should we be playing sports? Is it a good thing to play sports in Cuba now? Because, I mean, the national team, we can get Cuban players to play here and they can go back to their families. Or are we supporting... A regime that's killing its own people, and it's kind of false hope. I mean, there is the whole fact that, yeah, we're, we have softening international relations with Cuba. We're becoming more friendly with them, which is supposed to make it easier for, like, these really good Cuban ball players to come to the U.S. and play in the major leagues instead of having to defect and, like, find their way out of Cuba to another country to somehow get here. But at the same time, you're looking at all these people who have been trying to escape Cuba, and it's the same regime in power that was in power back in the 50s when this whole embargo started and was killing its own people. You have many Cuban-Americans 
who are living in Florida and they're looking at this going, this is the government that killed my family members and yet now our president's down there sitting at a baseball game talking about how everything's going to be great. Yet it's the same people still in power. <clears throat> okay, if we're going to play, I don't honestly ever get the point of playing sports internationally. It's to draw more money. I get that. Like the NFL goes to Europe. I think they're looking to play in China. Yeah, they're looking to play they, in Mexico City. They're looking to play in China. Play to, uh, the NBA plays down in Mexico. They play games all over the... I don't get... I mean, just play... You have a home stadium, just play there. That means nothing to me. I don't think they should play abroad. But as far as the Cuba thing goes, I think we have enough problems we're dealing with in the world. If they want to kill their own people, let, like, unless everybody wants to do something about it, then it's not our problem. Like, we can't... We've spent too long trying to be the peacekeepers of the world. Like, at some point, what are we going to do? Like, Fidel Castro wasn't in power... We want to smoke Cuban cigars. Like, the rest of the world doesn't have an embargo with them. Why should we? Because. And if the, and if the <laughs> refugees want to do something about it, get somebody elected who's going to speak for you. You know? That's the point. Like, you just can't sit there and bitch like, oh, we have all these problems with Cuba. Like, I really don't even know what the problems with Cuba are, which means they're not making their point well known. And maybe that's the media's fault, or maybe it's my fault for not looking into it. But I don't... Cuba's, what, 90 miles off the shore of Miami? Uh, 90 miles They're not watching nukes The embargo was there Because they had nukes And they're about to blow us up Like that's all done Put that in the past You know we gotta move forward At some point But at the same time It's like I just said It's the same government That killed its own people That led to all these people Trying to Put together rafts To come those 90 miles To get from Cuba To the US because well, I think it's great if they that stayed in Cuba, they were going to be killed by their own government. Well, if relations are open and they want to leave now, they don't have to leave on rafts. They can come here legally, right? You know? Yeah, but that doesn't talk about all the people that have already been killed. And what about the... This is like saying, like, oh, yeah, if, like, Germany had just been, like, oh, yeah, Hitler's in power and we're not going to try and take over the world. And now, like, after, you know, 50 years, we're like, ah, oh, we're going to be cool with Hitler even though he killed all these Jews. I mean, it's... Basically the same thing. You have a genocidal government in power that's killed its own people that disagree with it. Well, I just don't think it's our problem at this point. And maybe that's just me being lazy, but we've got enough problems to worry about. Okay, then we just don't talk to them still, and we don't play games and bring money to that country. Okay, then, well, then, yeah, we shouldn't play games there, Tony. I guess you're right on that point, but as far as freaking caring about the embargo, I think it should be lifted. And when Trump gets in office, no one will have to worry about any of this stuff, so. Oh, please. I had a better chance of getting in office than old Donald Trump, but that's the topic for a different day. Well, that's enough with Cuba. Like Jerry said, I'm kind of on that stance. We got enough on our plate. Yep, yep, yep. Our next, we're going to move down to, uh, we got our little booty bracket action. Let's get excited. Let's get excited. We have our house bootologist, Dr. Booty. Alright, last week I guess they didn't do it because I wasn't here, which makes sense since I'm the expert on booties, but uh, we're going to get moving. we got Region 1 on the Facebook currently, but we're going to do Regions 2, 3, and 4, get it done to Elite 8. Next weekend we'll knock out 8 to 1, or maybe just 8 to 4, we'll make you sweat it out a week, who knows. Okay, so in Region 2, we got uh, uh, some surfers and a figure skater, a skier, and a golfer, oddly enough. But let's go down the list here. Our one seed is Anna Simonovich. She's a figure skater turned model slash singer. She wouldn't have a long figure skating career, but she's got a fat ass, so I'm down with it. She's versus uh, USA's own Lindsey Vaughn, dated Tiger Woods. You know, she's on the Alps winning gold medals. You can't love a woman who's winning gold for America. <laughs> All right, Wait, so. Who's the one seed again? Go back up to that. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm still getting a look, people. Uh, uh, Okay. So here we go. Uh, Frankie, you got the one seed or the four seed, Simonovich or Lindsey Vaughn? All right, well, give me a moment uh, as I look at the curvature here. Wow. I'm going to have to go down a little bit, please. Thank you. Yeah. It's a close one here. Yes! Uh, and sorry about that. The Red Wings score! All right, back to asses. Okay, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with my girl Anna at number one in a very close call, but this Lindsey Vaughn is looking good. There's something about her being with Tiger. Uh, 
just irks me. She's probably been urinated on more than once. I'm Whoa! Gonna, I'm gonna, Whoa! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. And at number one, that, that booty's looking good and that black thumb, my goodness. Jerry, who, who are you picking out of those two? I got to You know, you wouldn't go mad for my country. You can ski right onto my face. I'm going to yeah. go with uh, Lindsay Vaughn. Yeah. I'm going to go with the four seed. Oh, no. So I got to cast a deciding vote here? It seems that way, Tony. Well, hopefully my wife doesn't listen this far into the episode. And I'm going to go with the upset. I'm taking Lindsey Vaughn. Oh, the American for the win. Well, I so- will give Anna some credit. She does have... Beautiful derriere, and if she wanted a gold medal for the USA, she'd be sliding on oh, my wait face a minute. too. Doesn't Krasik and Kristen get it saying this? No, Krasik. Hey, should have get out the pot. Krasik knew it was Saturday, and he's decided not to show up, and he's currently facing probationary period. And another incident like this will result in serious suspension and disciplinary action. Fair enough. Now, okay, Roger Goodell. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Number two, our number two seed in this bracket is Ellie Jean Coffee. She's a surfer. She's got you know. Classic derriere, just a nice little pear shape. Not that apple bottom, but that pear. Versus uh, one of my favorite women in America. I wish she wasn't dating one of my favorite golfers, Dustin Johnson. Paulina Gretzky, the great golfer. Daughter of the great one with a great ass. Uh, this is this is a tough one, people. This is I've been thinking about for weeks, honestly. You know, I don't know if it's just the picture. Let's scroll up a little bit here more. You know, this coffee... It looks a little wide and a little flat. Let go down a little bit here. Gentlemen, I'm going to have to go with the, the underdog, the three seed. I'm not an Adam Scott fan. He's probably not hitting it right, just saying. I'm gonna it's go Dustin with, Johnson. Well, and you know, he's definitely hitting it right, well, bro. Scott's hitting it, too. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Paulina Gretzky because that fold is just too much to, to not. Um, I'm not going to say any disrespectful things because I like Wayne Gretzky so much, but... Pauline and Gretzky, even though her ass is a little bit smaller, it just, I can't, I don't want to disrespect her, but the perfectness of the, I don't, not proportions, I made fun of that, but I like to just jiggle them things. I'm going Pauline and Gretzky. Oh, yeah. Tony, I it's mean, Pauline and Gretzky, who you so pick? Plump. I'm taking Pauline and Gretzky, too. Clean sweep. Sweep. All right, clean sweep. Pauline and Gretzky moves on. Now on to region three. This is, uh, this is one of my more favorite regions because we got two Russian tennis players. Versus a NASCAR driver, and if you don't know who that is right now, then you're an idiot. Versus uh, Julian Valesso, let me look at my list here. I forgot to look her up. Alright, our one versus our four, we got uh, my Russian sweetheart, Maria Sharapova. Versus Danica Patrick, the NASCAR driver. Gotta love a woman that can drive faster than you. Not to be sexist, but we know women drivers. Oh, that's fine. Okay, scroll down for me, please. Now, I'll tell you... I would rather, any day of the week, I'd rather take Danica Patrick and uh, have my way with her in the bedroom. But as far as this contest is concerned, I'm going to have... Frank was the one trying to be soft about swearing. I'm going to have to go with Sharapova, because that is a nice curve right there. But, like, don't get it twisted. Danica Patrick, I would take her over the hood any day uh, in in the sack. I like like the pun there with the over the hood, but Maria Sharapova, you know... She's the thing that uh, nine-year-olds' wet dreams are made of, so I'm going to go with um, Maria Sharapova. Nine-year-olds tried 25 last night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so she oh won. Tony, God. what's uh, your third? Sharapova. And it's uh, another sweep. Uh, that's, that's a pretty easy oh, one. Danica man. Patrick, you know, you got to put her in there because of, she's actually groundbreaking. Yeah, do me but, a favor and email me that Danica Patrick photo. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Frank. Don't worry. Man. It'll be on our Facebook soon enough, okay? Our two <laughs> versus our three, we got a classic favorite. She wasn't very good at tennis, but... It, Incredibly attractive. Anna Kornikova, another Russian, I believe. Dated yes. my man Sergei Fedorov versus uh, Juliana Veloso. She's a Brazilian diver. You know, Brazilians are their butts. That's a big thing for them. So, uh, Frankie, as always, your first up. This is, a, this is an easy one for me, guys. Uh, the Russian, her time has passed. Fedorov already put that dead in the water. Um, you know me and Brazilians. You know me and tan brunettes, if you know me at all. I got to go with my girl at number three, the underdog. Juliana and, Beloso uh, I, I, really yeah, I don't care about her last name It's probably Juliana Beloso if it's Brazilian, right? Tony? It's usually an R that's pronounced as an H Whatever, pick Focus Pick? Usually, okay, I'll go ahead of Jerry I'm taking Anna Kornikova oh. 
She's a cool. You know what? I don't know if it's a brother thing or whatever, but I got Anna Kornikova over her and Maria Sharapova. I can't wait for that matchup in the next round, honestly. The two Russian tennis players going at it. Just something about it just, you know, speaks deeply to me. Jeez, so yes. we are now done with a... If you want to know about the butt thing, the real difference is uh, Kornikova is probably a little, like, you know, more pliable and you can play with it versus Veloso is probably ripped from diving, you know what I mean? That thing's going to be like two rocks. You try to bang your hips off that thing, you're going to break your body, you know what I mean? What kind of description is that? I'm just saying, all right? They're both beautiful women. Everybody, like I said, episode one, they're all winners here, but there can only be one best booty break. All right, take a cold shower and move on. Don't, Don't you worry about my shower. <laughs> all right. See now, this is this is a bracket I've been waiting for for a oh, long, long time. A long time. Well, you got to go to Facebook.com for this if you haven't seen. All right. First of all, we had a playing game because I didn't know when I was making this bracket if we considered the WWE. Um, that counts. If it counts or not, so we have a playing game between a, a true athlete and maybe a little bit of a fake athlete. We got Ronda Rousey versus Stacy Keebler, and the uh, loser of this playing game will not get to the Facebook. Okay, we're only going to put a four seat up there. This is kind of a personal thing. I just didn't know if we were going WWE or not. Stacey Keebler, just, you know, perfect proportions of an ass versus Ronda Rousey. You know, people of the sports world, you got to see what I'm looking at right now. All right, so we're playing game. Where are you going, Frankie? Okay, I'm going to be like Holly Holm and kick Ronda right in the face out of this tournament because I'm going with Keebler. You know what? I think Frank's, I can't say anything else, Keebler. You know, Frank put that. I'm going Ronda Rousey. <laughs> All right, so oh, now, man, Keebler. now Keebler's game ain't done for the day. That ass about to get tired. All right, <laughs> we got uh, now she's versus us. Uh, I believe she's a surfer. Yes, surfer Anastasia Ash Ashley Ass Ashley. You know what I'm saying? Versus uh, Keebler again. Wow. This I don't this see. Keebler would have been ranked higher though if I were we would have counted WWE. Okay, she should have been a higher seed. This is. <clears throat> This is a debate for the ages, ladies and gentlemen. Movie. I wish, they, you know, this is the one time I wish we had crowds. We can do all the rest of this about them. We need some fucking more input, but you know what? Right, Sail without them. Settle down. Let's just <laughs> scroll up, please. Get Rousey out of here. We please. leave the stragglers behind. Oh, man. Um, guys. Go up a little more, please. Let me see your face. <sighs> scroll down. Gentlemen, this is a lot tougher than it looks, but it's a job that I'm glad that I have. They... Couldn't pay me enough. I'm going to have to keep rolling and rolling. I'm going to keep with, with Keebler. That white, it just does it for me, man. That is uh, a work of art. Dude, I can't. Anastasia's ass's ass is the thing that drinks are made of and that fucking pyramids would crumble for and fucking you cross the Nile River and with piranhas. Who do piranhas. you want for? Anastasia asked you, man. I would fucking tra- I would swim across the Pacific to sniff one fire out of that bottle. Okay, I'm not taking it that far. Sorry, Uncle Jerry. But I'm agreeing with my brother on this one. So Keebler's eliminated? Yes, Keebler's eliminated. She can come to my Honestly, someone, yeah, you know what? She can take a consolation prize right in between me and Frankie. All right. Oh, my God. All right, we're going a little too far with this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like to apologize personally. We're not going to edit it, but... You know, sometimes I just don't control the words that come out of my mouth. I don't I'm, have take, I'm not going to edit it because right. I'm too lazy to edit it. I don't right. blood pressure medication this All right, so now we got... uh the beta blockers. Laza Androli, who's a soccer player. And uh, probably an ass model versus Victoria Vanucci, who um, played tennis at some point in her life before she started taking ass shots. Go up a little bit, please. All right, people. This is a little bit of a downgrade from the last two. And I'm surprised that they're in this bracket, but... Um, they're both good-looking women. I'm going to have to roll with Androli because she's got a nice curve, and her holding that volleyball there in those eyes, I could see myself having a very good time with her. Um, yeah, final answer. Uh, from these pictures alone... Whoa, I'm- whoa, whoa, time out. I, I take that back. I'm going with Victoria. Sorry. That doggy style position sold me. Change of answer, finally. Uh, I'm with Frankie. From these pictures alone, I gotta go with Victoria. You know, some of these pictures are hard to find on the internet, you know, without getting too far deep into a virus infested site. So, <laughs> I'm going with Victoria as well. Tony? Uh, I'm gonna go with Victoria as well. Sweet! Uh, you know what? Sound the buzzer, sound the horn. I'd like to put Victoria versus Stacy Keeler one more shot to get Stacy Keeler. To, oh no, because that'll put her against Anastasia again. Don't Never mind. Don't Victoria moves on. Sorry, people. So for the people who are too caught up in flesh, can we explain what's going on in this tournament now? Here, 
So, I mean, we have one more. Is that the last region? We have our, oh, we have our Elite Eight. We have our Elite Eight people. This is exciting news. And the first, we're going to have uh, Alex Morgan versus, I can't read my own handwriting. So, uh, it's Alana Blanchard, the surfer. And then we have Va uh, Lindsey Vaughn versus Paulina Gretzky. Well, that's going to might break my American heart. And then we got the two Russians going at in the Elite Eight, and Anna Kornikova and Maria Sharapova. And then we have Victoria Venucci versus Anastasia Ashley. And these can all be Ashley, by the way. Facebook.com. Um, the region one's up right now. Region two will probably, two, three, four will probably so go up tomorrow. Throughout the week, the people can get Big out of here. One of the reasons why I'm really upset with Krasik, by the way, is that we're at midnight. So I got up at 7 a.m. this morning, woke up at 11.45 to make sure I was here, you know. So I was just let down by one of my brothers. And, you know, it's kind of sad at this point. Okay, well, we so, have to pour some cold water on it now, and we're going to get away from the women for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll uh, let Joe record mine and his recap of this you week's game. Know. All right, no. Uh, I don't give a and crap then, uh, about your and his recap. That stuff doesn't make the broadcast. Let's move on to our fan response and get out of here with uh, maybe a preview for next week. We'll have a little... Our Sweet 16, you know what? I'd be more into it, but honestly, I haven't watched the game since State lost. I'm a bad fan. You can call me what you want. But all, so far in the Sweet 16, all the upper seeds won. It was better basketball. I'm pulling for maybe a little Oklahoma if they're still in it. I think they are. They'd be texting me. Yeah, I'm going to go for Oklahoma. I just hope North Carolina and Kansas doesn't win it. That's what I'm really rooting for at this point. No North Carolina, no Kansas. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I kind of lost interest after the first round or the first weekend of games uh, in the tournament, especially because the last couple days I've had work because right now we're recording this on Saturday. So maybe I'll catch a few games later on today, maybe a couple tomorrow, so we'll see. We have a lot of topics today. We'll get into the basketball, you know, next week when we're looking yeah, at Yeah, I mean, next week we'll be staring down uh, Elite Eight, Final Four. If we do it Sunday, the final, the final match will be decided. We can talk Elite Eight to Final Four next week. Yeah. Um, Only because we have to. Well, I want to. I just I haven't been that invested since State loss, and I know that makes me a bad fan. I'm sorry, people. Yeah. Ever since Seton Hall got eliminated, I just kind of tuned out. You know, I had Seton Hall going pretty far in my bracket, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, and I honestly deleted my bracket app. I, I paid my 10 bucks to the bracket that I was in. I honestly, hopefully, I think Perry hopefully gave me zero points. You know, I, <laughs> you know, state losing like that just ripped my heart square on my chest. Well, you want to get to the fans? I got a, I got a sorority to attend to in a little while. All right. Yeah, Frank's, Frank's got a guy taking him to a formal later, so. All right. Oh, I looked at one thing. We had some fan response. They wanted to know, like, obviously we can't join, judge mail butts, but if you want to, Whoa. I would probably Google, like, uh, just, like, best mail butts in sports. I'd imagine Cristiano Ronaldo's up there or something why, like that. Wait, why are we talking about this? Because we're equal opportunity, Frank. You know, if there's no, some ladies listening. I don't listen, support that. You gotta move forward. Be more progressive, Frankie, all right? Dude, no one requested that. What fan wrote that? I got anonymous? people, all right? <laughs> anonymous, man. They want to know. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. But I mean, Google it. I might, I'll try to, I don't try to find your site, I guess. Hey, I don't know. Oh, man, the people. Free love, y'all. Free love. We also have another fan that wrote in. Is it time for that? Yeah, yes. we have another fan. We have <clears throat> Cody in Miami. Wrote oh, in. he's back? He wrote, yeah, he's a, he's a well, Mr. Listener. Cody from Miami. Thank you for listening down to Miami. Yeah, he loves Hope the show. Hope West is great. He actually has a question for all three of us, so we'll just read it and then we can go around. He said... Would you guys, if you were paid more and enough, would you guys do this for a living and quit your jobs? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I wish I could yes. make a career out of sports. You know, be more forward-thinking. If I had a better voice, I'd probably go into sports talk radio. But, or if I was a better writer, I'd be a sports writer. But I'm not. But I know a lot about sports, and I think it would be great for it to be a career somehow. Yeah, if we could somehow make enough money on this to quit our day jobs... Definitely do it, because I mean, for me, this, I mean, this is fun for me. I'm hanging out with my friends talking sports. I would do it anyway, even if I didn't But long term, we'd have to run on a site like an ESPN that was just smaller. We'd have to run a site in our podcast when we'd be part of it. We'd become like a sports cool empire. People who had to start respecting our opinion. We don't learn how to have, Yeah, you have, have to, to, get, picked up, you have to like, get picked up by like Fox Sports or ESPN to be one of their podcasts, what? and they have you on air every now and then to kind of promote your podcast. As a, oh, hey, wait, we got this guy in here to give his take on the topic. What I would say to Cody is keep listening, brother, and if we had a million more just like you, which we plan on, on acquiring, then, you know, we're well on our way. So maybe we can get to that point. We'd love to have you sometime. Uh, just come on to Detroit and uh, shout out to Miami and all your people out there. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for being a loyal listener. And I'll, I would thank all the other listeners. I don't know how many of you are, there are of you out there. 
But if we're only two people are listening, we're still doing something, right? We can't. We can get more. We can't get everyone involved. We've, we've been flooded with emails. We just we're a little up against it today. We'll try to get to you guys next week, especially in a short time frame, because you know we send a man a message that says Saturday morning at nine. He says, "Good, I can make that." And then if, this morning he says, "Oh, you meant Saturday?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. It's a little scary that that man's in the Marines sometimes. You know, I don't know about that right there. Little fruity boy. But uh, uh, just kidding aside, he has company out there. He's having a good time. I'll be out in uh, Seattle, my birthday weekend. Yeah, so. we'll be waking up at nine o'clock when we go there. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Well, that the wings are one nothing. I don't. It's a great afternoon this far. I'm gonna be skipping Easter tomorrow to hit the links, and I'll probably hit the driving range today. I'm sure my wife will be very disappointed in you. And no I don't one, think your wife likes me. No one cares. <laughs> Tony's going to pay some bills and we're out of here, people. And he's also for the Marshall Lee's running play away from William Evans 3. All right. So thank you for that. And thank you guys for downloading, listening, and subscribing. We love the feedback. Keep giving it to us. Uh, like we said, you can email us at revolutionarysportsfront at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash revolutionary sports front. You can leave us comments there. You can uh, get a hold of us. We have a Twitter, which is just copied from the Facebook, but that's twitter.com slash RSF podcast. And the website for the show is revolutionary sports front.com. Thank you for being a part of the sports revolution. RSF. Alright, so as promised, we got Joe here. He wasn't able to be on the show because he was spending some time with some friends. And if you listened to the show earlier, you would know that the Wings were up one nothing when we finished recording there in the first period. Unfortunately, it was all downhill from there. And Joe, I know, has some things he wants to say. Originally, we were going to have a little discussion, but I have a feeling this is more going to be a rant from Joe about what we saw yesterday, which went from a one nothing Red Wings lead to a 7-2 to Red Wings defeat. So, Joe, take it away, man. Hey, what's going on, Tony? So, uh, basically, um, a- after the game yesterday, I couldn't, I couldn't let the show air without, uh, without being heard. And I, you know, obviously can't let some Red Wings talk go by without, without me saying something. So, um, after yesterday's uh, terrible 7-2 loss, I had to, had to write a little something down. I got some solid notes here, so here we go. All right, so here's the deal. Yesterday was just plain embarrassing. It was horrible, catastrophic, and downright wrong. For everyone out there who thinks you can recover from something like this, you're wrong. The Detroit Red Wings are spiraling out of control, and it looks like there is no end in sight. A 6-2 loss at Tampa Bay, a 7-2 loss uh, uh, versus Pittsburgh. Both of them playoff loss. Uh, both, both teams playoff locks. Is that what we want to expect in the first round? If we were to make the playoffs, is this what we want to expose ourselves to and expose to the world in April? Honestly, I'm not sure they'll make it. And and when we don't, um, and when we don't, we can look to rebuild for the rest of the uh, with the rest of the human NHL. We can look at our options uh, elsewhere. Uh, one option would be to fire Holland. Okay. Another option would be a clean house. At least uh, six players come to mind that we could let go or trade away. Or maybe we can get a good draft pick. Maybe we get the lottery and get a top three pick. Uh, and, and then, you know, I, I, with the cherry on top, we give the C over to Larkin. It, it's it's basically his team now anyways. So after what I've just described, uh, you know, the, the feelings that probably went through my mind yesterday, I know they went through my mind yesterday, it sounds like Armageddon. It sounds like a new age and a time for patience, for rebirth. And above all else, it sounds like the type of thing uh, we really need. So should we do it? I love to argue with the boys right now uh, about it, but, you know, fortunately for me, they're not here. So I wrote this little speech, and I made up my mind on whether uh, I really feel that way or not. The answer is fuck no. It's time. It's time to figure it out. It does not matter how we dig deep. Look in the mirror and ask yourselves what kind of team this is. The Red Wings have fought and earned every bit of respect they've held from other teams in the league for years and years. Eisman's knee injuries, Konstantinov's car wreck, Fisher's heart, Bronson's concussions, and the league's mysterious rule changes. This is Hockey Town. We've drafted the NHL's best teams from all different rounds of the draft. Datsu, Zetterberg, and Nyquist, all are fourth-rounders or later. Larkin, for Christ's sakes, went 15th overall, 14 people pick before him. Adversity? 
No, adversity is a thing of the past. This is about a king, a rightful owner of the throne in which North, Amer North American professional sports has looked up to for the past two and a half decades. This is about ownership. This is about bearing down and running the world as we have. We aren't Florida or Tampa, some silly, pity expansion teams faking the funk. We aren't Pittsburgh, who lost on purpose to draft the likes of Yager, Lemieux, and Crosby. We aren't Chicago, who had to suck for 10 to 20 years to get enough draft picks to make a team. We certainly aren't Toronto or Montreal, trying to live out their past fantasies, both of which have crumbled under after losing one player for the season, or just simply clean house so they can chase Steven Stamkos with, with money. The rest of the league can keep their petty material bullshit. And to them I say, fuck you. We're Detroit. We may not have the best city, but we do have one hell of a hockey program. We need to go 6-1 and one to realistically make it in. So I say, do it. Go. Make the playoffs, boys. Win out because we can, and we should. So to answer your question, Frank, I was wrong. The Red Wings will make the playoffs. They will be very alive in April. And I'll see you guys in the first round. Krasik out. Alright, thanks Joe for joining the show. And, uh, We'll find out what Jerry and Frank have in mind next week for your punishment. Uh, they told me not even to record with you, but I was like, Joe's, the, Joe's our man. He's our Red Wings guy, and especially after yesterday's game, I knew I had to get you on. So thanks for giving us a few minutes there, and look forward to you being full-time with us next week. <laughs>